Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm your host, Sean B. Taylor. And I'm your host, Sean C. Taylor, coming to you live with another episode, episode five, season three. And I'm going to be honest with y'all, there's no title for this one. No title, no notes. We were just like, we need to get a Hoop Life episode out, man. Right. Things have been moving so fast that we've been a little de- uh, behind on our content creation calendar. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we said, let's just get one out. Yeah. And to be fair, you did get sick. Yeah, I got week. a little sick. Yeah, we had some neighbors moving over the weekend. So yeah. We, and they've been here for a while. They've been watching over my little sister, which that may not sound like a lot, but <laughs> if you ever met my little sister Zara, that that is really a lot. <laughs> so we had to make sure we kind of said bye to them on the way out. Uh, so yeah, shout, shout out to them. Shout out to the Cummins family, man. This is a good family. Mm-hmm. Not just babysitters, but just a good family. Right. Justin, Sarah, Kaylee, and Hunter. Mm-hmm. We miss you guys. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do cookouts and stuff this summer together. For sure. They're mm-hmm. not moving too far away. Yeah. Like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, busy, busy, busy. Um, And speaking of busy, 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 the NBA has been busy, busy, busy. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of craziness going on. Mm-hmm. Kyrie can finally play all the games because NYC lifted the mask or the vaccine mandate. I'm sorry. Right. Uh, the Lakers look like they might not even make the play-in tournament. Yeah. And the Boston Celtics are super hot, mm-hmm. much to the joy of my man Matt Phipps. Shout out Matty Phipps. Um, I think the the Celtics are like 29 and seven over their last 36 games. He's telling me Jason Tatum needs MVP consideration. What do you think about all this, man? Where do you want to start? Well, first off, about the MVP consideration, I just think that if you were to start, if they were to start off the season like this, right? Oh yeah, for sure, and that he would, he would definitely have gotten MVP consideration. But there's no way, you know, kind of in the second half of the season that you're gonna get MVP consideration. Well, I mean, there is a way, but there's just no way you're gonna win. It's, yeah, yeah. You saw Russell Westbrook literally making history last season, and oh, know, with the Wizards, right? Yeah, he got he got a little bit of consideration, but it's just like there's no way he would win, right? MVP. Yeah, it was kind of like maybe like a dark horse choice, or if a bunch of these dudes end up getting injured, right, over the next couple of weeks, couple of months, then maybe he wins MVP. But just there's no way. Seven games left in the season. I think that there is literally no way Jason Tatum would be getting the MVP. Yeah, even I if someone that. was out for the whole season, you know, next game, I think that it's just a little late to that. But he's definitely been playing great, and the Celtics have been great as well. So yeah, shout out to them. No, I agree with everything you said, um, and I, I made the same points on my group text with my guys with Matt Phipps and those dudes. Um, yeah, the Celtics started off awful. Yeah, they started off. They were just terrible, yeah. and so it's like almost a tale of two seasons. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think that was the like uh, matching on like an infographic when these things in the title was tale of two seasons because they mm-hmm. look like a totally different team. Yeah, but even in the second half of the season, it's not like they're just dominating people. They're yeah. just playing good basketball. You know, twenty nine and seven is is good. It's not like oh my god, earth shattering or anything like that. So yeah, yeah I mean, I like Tatum a lot. I've been very hard on Tatum mm-hmm. um, because his skill level is so high. And I think in the past, he's settled for a lot of bailout shots and hasn't always stepped up the way that I would like to see him mm-hmm. step up. Not consistently for like entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I think he's primed to do it right now. Because like I told them, I said, he's more skilled than Giannis, and I think he's stronger than KD. Yeah. So he's kind of in the middle. Not that he's a combination of the two, but he's just, you know, he, he he's, a, he's in the middle of those two, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to see him approach the game and be like, I'm the most dominant dude on the court. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm the guy who everybody needs to be, like, fearing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if he does that this year. Boston is going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and I don't think it's just that he's stronger than KD. He's also better defensively. He's better on offense than Giannis. Right. Like better scorer. Right, more skilled on yeah, offense. Yeah, more skilled. Uh -huh. And he's just better defensively than KD. Yeah, I agree with so, that. Yeah, I think that Tatum definitely, definitely is a great player and could definitely win MVP soon. Yeah. In the next couple of years. Because he's still seasons. so young. Yeah. He's like, what, 24? Some around that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, him and Luca, those two competing yeah. in the next couple of seasons, be, maybe being the faces of the league yeah. in a couple of years. It's a good point. Yeah. And we're, we're just going to have to see with that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, speaking of faces of the league, I know you hate to hear it, but LeBron has been the face of the league for a long time now. Mm -hmm. But he looks human. He looks human, right? To a certain extent. To a certain extent, he looks human. Even though he's yeah. putting up insane numbers still, he's leading the league in scoring in year 19. Mm -hmm. That's unbelievable, right? Mm -hmm. But he does not have the supporting... I, don't, I hate saying supporting cast. The Lakers are a very oddly constructed roster, mm -hmm. especially without Anthony Davis in the lineup with his ankle injury, right? Mm -hmm. Because they don't have a ton of shooting. Mm -hmm. And they don't have a, a a ton of depth in youth. They're yeah. they're an older team, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's it's almost impossible to ask LeBron to carry such a, a you know a heavy scoring load, energy load, all those things to bring it on a nightly basis basis in all facets of the game. Mm -hmm. And I said this on one of our previous episodes, and it's showing that he can't do it. You mm -hmm. know, I don't know if anybody could do it. Right. So. The Lakers are what in tenth spot right now. Mm -hmm. Game oh. ahead of the Spurs. Oh man, and they got a tough seven game stretch coming up. Yeah, I'm like we could definitely lose out these next seven games. I'm gonna be honest. Like we could. I honestly think that uh, what is it? We play the Mavericks right, and the Mavericks. The Mavericks are a weird team because the Mavericks will sometimes look really good, and then there will be nights where they get blown up by like the Knicks. And true, that that that's happened true. one game, and I'm just like, what are the Mavericks doing? So I'm just hoping that's one of the nights for the Mavericks, right? For that game, well, they shoot a lot of threes too. Yeah, so if they're not hitting, it's easy for them to get blown out. Yeah, we definitely are gonna have to stop that and contain Luca. Yeah, because if if you don't stop them threes, they will rain on you. Yeah, and Luca. He, it's almost like LeBron, like, they just run him, him through everything. He just plays kind of wherever he wants, really. Yeah. He gets the pain. He'll shoot the three, whatever. So it's just, it really depends with him. Yeah. A quick side note about Luka. I saw Patrick Beverly recently say part of the reason why Luka's so tough to guard, aside from the fact that he's very skilled, mm -hmm. is because he flops, but he's also strong. Yeah. And I'm like... That that sums up what I've been watching from Luca mm -hmm. this whole time. So I'm like, he's a big, strong dude, but he does flop, and he's Uncle Kobe said this. He's very hard on the refs, mm -hmm. so he's like, he's gonna get those. He's gonna make you call it one way or another. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be very difficult for the refs to to just not make a call mm -hmm. in a lot of instances. 
So yeah. There's our beagle. You hear our regal beagle? He's upstairs going crazy. Yeah. Doing God knows what. Oh, it sounds like it might be coming downstairs. He might be man. coming downstairs to join us. Look, we don't edit this show. We just set up the phone and just talk, man. So you get it raw and uncut. Yeah. Uh, it could be bad at times. Like Twix, right now. stop now. <laughs> crazy dog. Yeah. I mean, Next season, we got to start editing. We got to start editing. It's just, it's so hard to find the time, man. Yeah. Yeah, but we got to stop making excuses about that. We got to figure That's out. True. That's true. That's true. Hey, look, I'm teaching him right. He told, he just yeah. checked me. My son checked me. He said, hey, we got to stop making excuses. You're absolutely right, son. Yeah, we got to reach out to Truly about that. But right. anyways, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Talk about Luca And the Lakers. Yeah. Hopefully, they just have an off night. Luca. Hopefully he's off and they don't play no defense. You know? <laughs> and even still, we could lose. Oh my god! But hopefully we win that game. If we win that game, we will look solid. And then we play against Utah the next game. Right. And Utah, I don't know what it is with Utah. We just keep beating them for for no reason. I'm like Utah is one of the more higher ranked teams, and we just keep like beating them and coming right. back from leads. Yeah, I don't believe in Utah at all. Yeah, I, sorry, Donovan. Yeah, I don't believe in Utah at all. Just, just, just like Miami. But, yeah, true. I don't believe in Miami. Either. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully we can beat Utah as well, and they're just, just we just keep continuing that trend. And AD is actually listed as as doubtful for the Mavericks game. But when like, is that game? It's tomorrow. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, if he's doubtful, and then we play against Utah like the next day or Thursday. Then maybe AD will play right in in the Utah game or the Pelicans game, which is up next on Friday. And you know, I just, I don't really know what's up with us losing to the Pelicans. Well, last night you guys were about how much? Twenty three points on point. Yeah, and lost by how much? Lost by eight. So that's a thirty one point swing, man. Yeah, it's, it's bad, and that's without Zion. Yeah. If the Pelicans had, because Ingram was out for a while too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he rolled his ankle or what, but a fully healthy Pelican squad with Zion on there, they're actually pretty dangerous. Yeah, I, I always thought they would be pretty solid, just they can never find a rhythm because Zion is, just needs to cut down about 50 pounds. Oh my God, so, 50? I mean, it's about that. <laughs> so It's like 20% of his body weight, man. I mean, I get that, but he actually cut down to like two eighty four. I'm pretty sure he was at three seventeen previously. Oh, okay. So it's like if he was at three seventeen, uh-huh. he would actually need to cut down like more than fifty pounds, to be honest. Dang. But uh, yeah, even now you could argue that maybe at, at, as a six six dude, maybe you need to cut down a little bit. I don't know. Maybe maybe you stay at maybe you go to like Charles Barkley and see what weight because I know like, most <laughs> right. Malone may have cut down to like two forty two fifty. Yeah, something like that. So it's just. Go to him and see what he could tell you. I don't know. Right, Because right. y'all are in very similar positions. It's a good point. And that's great that you know that story about Moses Malone. Yeah. Making Charles Barkley lose weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, anyways. Then the Lakers, they play the Suns. And, I'm, I mean, maybe maybe we win. I maybe just, the Suns rest their players that game. I really don't think so. I think that they're going to. They already clinched. First place. I understand that, but I think that they're going to try and get the Lakers out of there so that they don't have to play against them. So there's no chance that they play against them. Yeah, I think that they just don't want to play against them at all, and it could possibly knock us out. If it comes out to a point where it's like playing tournament or not, I think the Suns will play 
and try to just get sense. us up out of there because it it'll just be a lot easier if they if you got to play the Spurs or like the Pelicans. Or yeah, because like a fully healthy Lakers squad is tough. Yeah, it's like AC. Like, nah, we'd rather have like Spurs, Pelicans. It just it 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 really just sucks for us. Yeah, right now, especially because Kendrick Nunn also hasn't come back. And Bro, I don't like. I kept feeling like okay, he might come back soon. He might come back soon, and now it's almost April. Yeah, I'm like, oh, he's not coming back. Yeah, it's a wrap. Like, how did, how did, how did he? Like, what happened? They signed him in the off season. Did he hurt himself in the off season? Like, I don't know what happened to him. He hurt himself in preseason as a play. He kind of slipped. He kind of slipped hard. And I was like, okay, like that looked. Oh, like you he, saw it. Yeah, it looked like he might be out for a little bit. But I'm just like whole season because it just kept. They kept piling on reports just saying, oh, like, he has suffered another setback, right. another one, another one. And I'm just like, why? What is wrong with you? Right. Yeah, that's... like that, not, He would have helped a lot. Yeah, it's like you're not doing your job right now. <laughs> oh, my God. You don't know if that man's doing his job? He's he, not. He might be in rehab hard every day. It, mm, it doesn't really seem like it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he needs to change something up, kind of like KD. Oh, my but, God. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah, it just really. So if the Lakers don't make the playoffs this year, right? Right, the play in. The play, I mean, yeah. So, well, no. Let's say they don't make the playoffs. Say they make the play in, but they don't make the playoffs, right? Because mm-hmm. that's really what it's all about. Of course, you want to make it. If you're a lower seed, you want to get to the play in, so you have a chance to make the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Say they don't make it into the playoffs. That'd be pretty damaging, right? Right. That means two out of LeBron's four seasons in LA, they didn't make the playoffs. Right. Kind of like Kareem, like five seasons not made the playoffs. Is that what happened? Yeah, four Magic came there. What? Five seasons. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. There were five seasons he didn't make the playoffs? It was like some around that. It was a really long time. I think it was about five. You're a liar and the truth is not in you, hey, son. Hey, we can search it up after this if you want. <laughs> All, right. All right. Hey, look, my son be having the stats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, dang, that's rough. So, but I, I wouldn't say that because they won a championship in there. So you have a championship bookended by two non-playoff appearances, potentially, mm-hmm. right? With, where do the Lakers go from there? Well, right? Because they've got a lot of money tied up in three players. And those three players, sorry to keep going, but those three players, I just don't know. And they haven't played a lot together. I don't know what type of... I don't know how they fit together. You know, if that's supposed to be their quote unquote big three. Well, here's the thing: if <laughs> you can't do anything with Russell Westbrook, you gotta at least try to bench him, which is something oh I'm I'm God. not. Well, no, no, because this will actually work better for Westbrook, letting him do his own thing. Because it's just I don't want Westbrook to try and cancel himself out. Because then it's like, okay, well, you could have just got any other point guard for. Way cheaper, right? Like not even close, right? Like the difference between the numbers, I don't even make that much money. Like a lot of a lot of players don't make the difference, right? Right. I see what you're saying. So it's like thirty million, something like that. Anyways, you gotta at least try to bench him, try to get him to see, try to see if he can do like his own thing. To be honest, okay. So you talking about putting him with the second unit? Yeah, just putting the ball in his hands, say go ahead and rock. Yeah, because we got we got too much going on right now. There's not enough shooting. Right. And, you know, even though we were running Anthony Davis at the center, and he's more known as like a stretch big, mm-hmm. he's not been shooting the three-ball great ever since 
the first season in LA. He's never really shot a three great. I don't know what it is about him. Yeah, I mean, he never shot it great, but like this season yeah, and no, the last true. season, <laughs> that's true. It was way worse. I don't know what happened with Horrendous. him. Yeah, it was really bad. So I think that Westbrook has to come off the bench. And honestly, if you're gonna keep Anthony Davis, which I, I'm gonna just tell you right now, I don't know if I said this before. I I don't think that the Lakers should keep Anthony Davis, right. or at least should be opposed to keeping him. Or opposed to trading him. Yeah. So, so, but, okay, just let, let's stop right there for a second. What do you do with him, though? Right? Because if I'm, like, I know early in the season, there were rumblings about an Anthony Davis to Chicago trade. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis is from Chicago. Chicago's got some nice young pieces. Yeah. Right? But if I'm Chicago, there's no way I'm making that trade. Yeah. No way. They have a nice young nucleus of players. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm not. I'm not trading for a dude who may play sixty games. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I will say this: Lakers need a lot of young players right now. Yeah, they, they need a lot of young players. What, which they traded away a lot of young players to get Anthony Davis. I, I understand that. The Lakers need a lot of young players. I've got to imagine that because Anthony Davis is sitting out a lot, that his trade value is going down. Yeah. So I think that. If you're the Bulls, you should at least keep an eye this season to see what other trades are looking like and how adamant the Lakers are to trade Anthony Davis. And if you can, maybe see if at some point you can throw him a couple young players, see if you got a couple picks. And I think the Lakers may take the trade. It it really all depends. I think that if you're the Bulls, you at least got to keep an eye on something like that. But... The the Bulls trade, that's just people pushing it because he's from Chicago. People always love to see stuff like that nowadays. Yeah, but and, and they also got a lot of young players. Yeah. So but I'm not who if I'm the Bulls, I'm not trading Zach Levine. Mm-hmm. Definitely not trading DeMar DeRozan. No. Nope. I'm not trading Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. Even though Lonzo's been hurt a lot, not just this year, but throughout his career. But I like the speed and in, in the the pace that he plays with, right? Mm-hmm. When he is in the court, I'm not trading. Uh, what's the, the big dude named Vucevic? You're not trading him. I'm not trading him. No, I like him for that team. Mm. I like, okay. and if you if you told me that Anthony Davis was gonna play ninety percent of the games, mm-hmm. I think about it. But at this, it. Mm. because like I said, I like him for that team. Okay. Right, he's a big body. He says gray screens, and he can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. And he can also post pretty good. He's not as good of a player as Anthony Davis, but he plays most of the games. Right. And he, he, he seems to know his role. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When Anthony Davis is like, you don't know if this dude's going to play. Mm-hmm. And he's so up and down. You know what I mean? I'm just, I, I personally, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. I, I will say this. Look away from the Bulls and you go to the Western Conference – I know the the Blazers are in rebuild. I'm not talking about Dame. Right. Just, just so we can get that out of the way. I'm not talking about <laughs> Dame. If you're Portland, do you keep a guy like Yusuf Nurkic? Because it's like Yusuf Nurkic, oh. he plays games, more True. games than AD. Not a, a whole lot more. True. He really doesn't, to be True. honest. That's a good point. So it's like, do you try to trade a couple pieces away and get someone like Anthony Davis? Because I'm like, if Anthony Davis plays... If you if you get lucky and Anthony Davis plays a solid amount of games, I mean A D and Dame, it's like that that is a really, really yeah. nice duo. So it's just like I know Portland, 
they kind of made some questionable trades as well as trading like Norman Powell and Robert Covington away, which I did not like. Right. But at the same time, it's it's like I'm not really sure where Portland's at right now, especially because yeah. I was very confused when Dame was not traded to some team. Right, and then they traded CJ McCollum mm-hmm. to New Orleans, and he's balling. But it, so if Nurkic went to LA, though, I mean, how does that help LA? I mean, it doesn't. I mean, you're gonna get a couple other pieces. Like, there's no way AD is just gonna go to Portland for Nurkic in return. That's, right, right. It's not gonna be an even exchange. Yeah. But I don't even know who Portland has on their team. If listen, if I'm the Lakers, and you're you're gonna continue to rock with LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. In the the I don't even want to say a twilight of his career because he's he's scoring so many points, right? Mm-hmm. But towards the end of his career, you gotta make a splash. You gotta try to get a Dane. You mm-hmm. gotta try to get um. I don't know. You got to try to get somebody, mm-hmm. right? You got to try to pull Jalen Brown away from the Celtics, right? Yeah. So you got to do something because they, they, the Lakers can't guard anybody, mm-hmm. and they just can't play. Like they, they don't. And this is gonna sound obvious. They can't play with twenty-five-year-old legs. Man. When you watch them play against teams that got those young, fresh legs, no it's just like they're playing at two different speeds. Right. Understandably so. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Um, and like you pointed out last night, dudes like Kim Bazemore and uh, Trevor Ariza, they buried on the bench. They're not even playing no more. Yeah, you know what I mean. Coming into the season, like oh, they might be able to help. Yeah, Kim Kim Bazemore was a starter, right? And I'm telling you, he quickly went out that rotation. Right, he did like, quickly. He did. And then especially if y'all lose Malik Monk, because we were talking about that oh, last man. night. There was a great article on ESPN. dot com last week about. Malik Monk basically playing his way out of L.A. because he's on, like, a minimum contract right now. Oh, and he's played so well that someone's going to offer him 10, 20 times more money. He's going he's gonna to go from making $1 or $2 million a year to, like, $15 million a year easy. Oh, man. Man, I, I love Malik Monk, and I really pray that he stays with L.A. But if he doesn't, <laughs> I, I don't blame him. Get your money, man. Yeah, Get go your ahead. Money. But, uh, yeah, I think that the playoffs will definitely – kind of and the playoffs will definitely kind of determine how teams make moves in the offseason as well because there's teams like Utah if this play if this playoffs does not go well for them then it could potentially lead them to trading away a guy or trading away some pieces of a team maybe even like a Rudy Gobert Something like that because okay. he's been around for a while. True, and they haven't really gotten nowhere with him. True, you know, because he has no offensive game. Yeah, none. No, he just throwing the ball because he's just tall. Yeah, but uh, yeah, someone maybe like Mike Conley or something like that. Who who knows? I think Donovan Mitchell will probably stay put because it just be yeah, if you're trading him away, it better yeah. be for something really good. But, yeah, I mean, he's the face of the franchise. Yeah, so I think it will. It will kind of be a little interesting. Even a team like Boston, Jalen Brown, if this play playoffs does not go good, someone like Jalen Brown possibly move teams. Yeah. No, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I just think this year is going to be really, really interesting mm-hmm. because, and we talked about it early, or this playoffs, I should say, um, which starts in a few weeks. You and I talked about this early in the season where it ain't so much that the, the young guns are coming. Mm-hmm. They're here. 
You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, I really feel like, okay, the old dogs, it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Guys like LeBron playing great. Obviously, I mean, leading the league of scoring is insane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Melo still productive for the Lakers. Even guys like, older guys like a, a Kevin Durant, who's in his early 30s. Steph Curry, early 30s, I mean, right? These born in mid, to be honest. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, these guys aren't really young anymore. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I'm, I'm going with either, I, I think it's going to be a rematch of last year's finals. I think it's going to be Bucks. And Suns again, mm. right? And I think the Suns are gonna win this this year. They look oh great, my. right? Oh <laughs> I know you say that, and so obviously Chris Paul is much older, right? Mm-hmm. And he's the 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 engine, the catalyst, the floor general, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. But the best player on the team is Devin Booker. Yeah, DeAndre Ayton may not be the second best player, maybe Chris Paul. But with that said, DeAndre Ayton may be the second most important player. On yeah. that team, because like you were saying earlier, people really don't understand how valuable he is with his athleticism and his motor. Mm-hmm. Like he he's a very good player. He would start for any other team in the in the league. Yeah, that's what I'm, I was thinking. I'm like, bro, if you're L. A. Like, that this trade probably would never happen. It's just like a fantasy. But like you. You would really. I think it'd really be important if y'all at least like try to trade AD away for like DeAndre Ayton. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that would be a game changer. And yeah. I said that that Ayton would start on any other team in the league and I know someone's gonna hear that and be like, what about like Philly with Embiid or Jokic in Denver? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, Ayton, if if I'm the coach, I'm playing them together. Yeah. I'm playing it because Jokic and Embiid are both so skilled. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm like, all right, almost like throwing it back to the Houston Twin Tower days with Ralph Sampson and Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, let me, okay. Because Aiden is so athletic, mm-hmm. and those two other guys are so skilled. Basically run one at the four, one at the five. Mm-hmm. And crash that glass and let's pound on the inside and see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And speaking of Twin Tower days, didn't Sean Bradley and Dirk Nowitzki start together? I feel like they did. Oh man! Yeah, wasn't like was Sean Bradley like seven six? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that. Yeah, that's crazy. No, that's like wow. Because Dirk is like seven foot. Uh, I I thought I heard he was like seven three. I don't think he actually is. I think he's more like seven foot, seven foot one. I mean, he's huge and highly skilled though. Yeah. Right. Um, and then or like Tim Duncan and David Robinson, mm-hmm. they play together. You know what I mean? You can right. do it when you have guys that understand the game. And have a certain level level of athleticism and or skill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you have just two pure athletes out there at the NBA level, I'm not sure how much that works. Mm-hmm. Or two guys who are really skilled but not athletic. Right. Like, I don't know if you could put Jokic and Embiid on the court at the same time together. You know what yeah. I mean? But you have a mix of, you know, one guy who's very athletic, one guy who's very skilled. And Aiden is also skilled. Mm-hmm. He, he has a decent skill set, nice little mid-range face-up jumper. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that would change a lot for the Lakers. That would that would that would make them younger quicker. Yeah, you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. younger real quick, if I can say it like that. Yeah, like, <laughs> but that that's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's like we, <laughs> the Suns ain't letting that man go. Yeah, we need a draft pick, and we don't have those. Right, right. We don't. Have so those. so, before we move on, what what is your answer to my initial question? 
what do the Lakers do? If the Lakers don't make and let me let me actually change that because the Lakers say they make the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be an early exit for them, in my opinion, right? Right. Just because even though fully healthy, they're dangerous. Them other top teams in the West are just really, really, really good, right? Mm-hmm. And they're really, really young. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's gonna be an early exit. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, right? What like where do they go? Uh, well, I think that you said Bench Westbrook. That was the first thing you said. Bench Westbrook. Fire Vogel. Oh my goodness! Like, please, Fire Vogel. Oh my. I don't even feel bad. Like, I'm not even joking when I say that. Please, Fire Vogel. Oh my goodness. And, um, ruthless, y'all. At least look to trade AD. At okay. least look to trade AD, and I would say, don't force it. But at the same time, don't be like, "Oh, we keep AD." No, right. just look at this as a straight up trade. If the trade is kind of fair, like even like if the trade is like pretty fair for the most part, but like the players could actually play the games, then. I'd say for the most part, you should probably take it. So say you get someone like a Jeremy Grant, maybe like one other person. Oh, that'd be tough. Like, go ahead. Yeah, like, go ahead with that. Yeah, Jeremy Grant's really good. Yeah, and then what else? I think probably probably get another big man because the Lakers, I think, after getting rid of DeAndre Jordan, I don't think that we're that big anymore. Yeah. So I think probably get another big man. Especially because we're getting rid of AD, maybe possibly even one more. Because I just I, I don't really like the whole running LeBron at center thing because we just give up too many rebounds. Yeah. But yeah, and then just pick up a new coach, hire Sam Cassell, please. Mm, okay. Yeah. Sam, I am. Yeah, and then yeah, just kind of go from there. Sam Cassell, he'll figure out what to do, and please try to figure out like a system. Yeah. Because I just don't even know what we run half the time. We look like a. We looked like Miami, the the college the other day. Miami oh my goodness! Just didn't know what to do. Yesterday against Kansas in that second half, Kansas tightened the screws. Yeah, it's like teams just. I don't even know. Like teams just are better than us, and oh my goodness. they're just on a completely completely different level. Yeah. And yeah, even LeBron said it. Like we're not on a team like Phoenix's level or something like that. Well, clearly. Yeah, so it's like. But when you got one of the players just straight up saying that, yeah, I mean that's just that's rough to hear. Yeah, I mean that's true. But he's nineteen years in. I don't think he has any cut cards. Mm-hmm. He's like, I say what I want. Yeah. So you mentioned Detroit in in Jeremy Grant. What? I'm sorry. You mentioned Jeremy Grant who played for Detroit. Mm-hmm. Cade Cunningham. You talking about youth? Mm-hmm. He's turned it up in the second yeah. half of the season, and I hear older players, coaches. Saying this guy is really the truth. He's destined to be a star and one of the faces of the league for the next 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. I have not seen Kay Cunningham play that much. To no, because it's Detroit. Because it's Detroit. And look, we got a league pass, but we always pick another game, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to do better than that and actually sitting down and watching someone like a Kay Cunningham. Like I see the highlights and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's very skilled. He's big. Yeah, he can block um, shots. He can block shots, and he plays with great pace. He yeah. plays with a certain level of maturity that um, kind of is a- ahead of his years. Because mm-hmm. he's a rookie, right? Yeah. Um, and then you look at someone like Jalen Green. He was hurt for a while. He's coming out, starting to make some highlight plays, blocks, dunks, mm-hmm. step back threes and all that. 
again, to my point earlier, like, these young guns, man, it's a whole new, like, league, man. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I love KD. I love LeBron. I love Kyrie. Um... Steph, Clay, I love Draymond. I love all these older players, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much time they got left. Yeah, they better get them championships now. You know, mm-hmm. in the next few years because these dudes, man. Yeah, I mean, K, he's definitely a great player, and I think that him being six eight at the point guard, if he can really just be an actual point guard and not right. like overhyped, like oh Ben Simmons and just right. no real skill. Oh to be my honest, punishing Ben Simmons. Then, I think that would actually be great because he actually plays solid defense. Yeah, he does, and he he blocks shots better than a lot of players. Yeah, he's and a really he, good player. Yeah, for like not being a big man, I'm actually very impressed with how good of a defender he is, like all around. To be honest, yeah. But you know, at the same time, you gotta watch it for my guy Mo- Mobley though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he was the early front runner yeah. for sure. And but he's another guy that you talk about mm-hmm. um, with the these young guys coming up that are just very good basketball players. Mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes, who I was totally wrong about him. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I don't. I'm not seeing what everyone else is seeing. Like scouts think this guy is that guy. I don't. I don't see it. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's a very very good player. And similar to Kay Cunningham, where he plays with a great pace and maturity. And mm-hmm. just great feel for the game that is very hard to teach that, you know? Yeah, well, I feel like so does Evan Mobley. I feel like... He does. If the Cavs really get to, like, a top seed in a couple of years, I feel like we're going to look at him as a lot, a lot as, like, a DeAndre Ayton type. Where it's like he just plays his role, really. Yeah. And there are some nights where he's going to just excel. That's a good point. And it's going to really be clutch for yeah. teams. Defensively, he's elite. Yeah. He's elite. He's, he's elite. He's very good. His timing is impeccable. Yeah, he's just all around. He's just a phenomenal basketball player yeah. when I watch him play. Watch a lot of these dudes play. And real quick, I want to go back. You weren't wrong about Scotty Barnes because people were comparing. He was getting compared to Magic Johnson. Right, that's true. So that's you were true. not wrong about it. That's I'm, true. Like, this dude is clearly not, like, y'all think he's like a point guard? Right. He's not a point guard. Right. Any, any basketball player below the height of, like, seven, seven feet or, like, 6'10", can handle the ball a little bit. Right, right. Okay? Yeah, and well, thank you for sticking plays. up for me, son. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, you're not wrong about that. That's just a crazy comparison. Yeah. And I'm not seeing that at all. Yeah. So, I I really just, I don't know. It's it's, it's wild. Magic's like a one-of-one, one, to be honest. Exactly. So, I'm, I'm, I'm not really understanding that, but... Uh, and maybe that was me... Uh, overcompensate for lack of a better term. Yeah. Right? Because I'm like, Magic Johnson, this dude is not Magic Johnson. He yeah. reminds me more of Scottie Pippen than Magic Johnson. Oh, oh yeah. You know, kind right? of like cuts and stuff yeah. like that. Just good plays and exactly. knows where to be at the right time. And then obviously just Scottie Pippen, you got the crazy athleticism and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think Scottie Barnes yeah. is that athletic, but yeah. he's, a good, he's a better athlete than I thought. Mm-hmm. He is, because I thought he had a little bit of baby fat on him, almost like a Jabari Parker type. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he he's good. He's a really good player. I've seen them play a couple times over the last few weeks. Especially, I'm like, I like what I'm seeing from him. Yeah, he gonna get Pascal up out of it quick. <laughs> oh, what you mean? They playing together. Yeah, well, I mean, Pascal's gonna have to kind of move to the side. Oh, okay. He's so not gonna keep running him at center. Okay, now that makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, the Raptors, they start off slow. 
They're like the fifth seed right now. They're fifth or sixth. I can't remember. Yeah, but it's just like a team's going to get them up out of there quick. I know, but the fact that they're not even, like if the playing tournament started today, they wouldn't even be in that. They would just be in the playoffs. Yeah, but. uh, Whereas you got a team like the Hornets, who I think people had a lot of high expectations for. Mm-hmm. They struggling to make the playing tournament. Yeah, because Lamelo Ball is overrated. Oh, I knew you were gonna say that, bro. Yeah, what do you mean? That's because you're biased. You like Anthony Edwards a lot, and I like Anthony Edwards too. But I don't. I don't think Lamelo Ball is overrated. See, when I say that, I'm not even thinking about Anthony Edwards. Lamelo <laughs> Ball, just he don't have no mid range shot. True. He, he really doesn't. He does not shoot the mid range. He's he. People just think because he's a point guard who kind of plays with a nice pace and kind of has a really good feel for the game. And you kind of, on the highlights, it seems like he just doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. Right. He's just like ahead of everyone else. People think that he's just this, this like, basketball god or something. Or, like, right. his IQ is like a Ronda or something like that. Right. Like, Ooh, no. Ronda like, reference? Yeah, like, no. It's like, he's not on their level or something like that. He's just... He he's not on day day level at all. He is not that type of basketball genius, to be honest. Ooh, like he's just you don't think so. No, his passing is elite. His his passing is elite, but it's like his overall game. It's like because Rondo he knows what to do when he has the ball in his hand. Like how many times do you see Rondo get plucked or just like not know what to do? True, but I mean Rondo is he's a savant. He doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I love watching Rondo play. Yeah. That's kind of why him and Chris Paul butt heads so much. Mm-hmm. Because they're both basketball savants, and neither one of them will back down at all. Yeah. Right? But, nah, I, I mean, comparing LaMelo to Rondo, that's a little tough. You know, and it's still early. It's just the second year. But I do think that he is a basketball genius. I do think that he plays with a certain amount of flair and uh, and swagger. Right, mm-hmm. not to sound cliche, that is exciting. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how much it translates into winning basketball. Yeah, well, here I'll put it like this because I don't think he's quite there yet. It's almost like kind of developing, almost like maturity. Okay, it's it's like you don't really you don't really become like a fully mature adult until you're about a certain age. Okay. So the says Mel- the fifteen year old, right? <laughs> well, because it's just scientifically proven <laughs> that Lamelo Ball he he need he's gonna need some time right. before he really gets to that level where it's to that next level and kinda turns the corner and is like, okay, I understand this and that. Like I've been in the league for long enough now where He I needs can, more experience. Yeah, where I can understand exactly what to do okay. at almost all times. And then it's like, okay, yeah, he's really developed and he's gonna need to develop his game more. Like there are yeah. just other things that he's gonna have to that are gonna have to come around for him or he's gonna have to kind of develop, like the mid range jump shot and pulling up. Right. And you know, I think that it's just LaMelo Ball I think he's a great player, but like I said, he he ain't no Rondo, nothing like that. He's, <laughs> oh he's, he's not what y'all say he is. Oh, I watch, my goodness. I watch him, and I'm just like, he's not quite as good as people think, in my opinion. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, again, there's a certain amount of, like, he came in with the uh, built-in brand, mm-hmm. right? Because of the his family, you know, his father's very outspoken. Mm-hmm. His older brother, Lonzo, is the number two pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um 
<laughs> but like you look on March Madness, he's got the AT and T commercial. It was a great yeah, commercial, right? No, no, you don't like that one. No, it's that's cringy. a fact. No, it's it's corny. <laughs> oh, you're he's, such a hater. He's, he's he's pretty corny to me. I'll, oh I'll my goodness! Hey, look, I rock with Lamelo, man. I, I rock with the whole ball. Family, no, man. Anthony Edwards is like. I like so, like so much better. Like personality is a lot better. Like no, oh, Lamelo Boy is actually corny. Look, I, look, I told y'all that Anthony Edwards' love was going to come out. I like Anthony Edwards a lot too. He has a great personality, like you said, and he's a very good player, right? Yeah. But I don't think that, like, you're always like, you know, he should have won Rookie of the Year, and I'm like, ah, I don't think so. I think Lamelo Ball, like he he. Puts more butts in seats, more eyeballs to the screen, right? And I think they're comparable players. Like, if Anthony Edwards was just clearly better than him, then it's different. But I don't think that. I think they're 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 pretty even, even though they have totally different games, right? Yeah. Anthony Edwards is way more athletic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how those two and then Wiseman, whenever he gets back, how their, their careers kind of track. Um, compared to each other. Yeah, but it's like, it's also crazy because it's like, then the Mel Ball, to more my point of being overrated, like him being an all star? It's like, yeah. no, bro. It, yeah. It, it, we're not there yet. Right. Like, and, we are not there and yet. And I kind of agree with you on that. And, Jim Brown? Right, right. And with the all star selection and the national commercials and all that mm-hmm. comes expectations. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see if he rises to the occasion. This year, Charlotte has not done that. Yeah, and he's right. not. I mean, he's he's had a solid season, right? Yeah. Definitely not a sophomore slump, but they got to start winning some games. And yeah. look, Minnesota started off slow, right? You didn't say anything about Anthony Edwards, but now they're starting to pick it up, and it looks like they're going to have a good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, but Charlotte didn't pick nothing up. Charlotte just kept sucking. <laughs> oh, my God. They've been, like, mediocre the whole time. Right? Okay. And we've watched them a good amount of times this year. You know, most of the games that they've played in have been competitive. They mm-hmm. they just have a, a, a oddly constructed roster as well. Like I was saying about the Lakers earlier. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what to make of their roster. I mean, I don't know. I, I'll say this, though, off what you just said. A team that was really mediocre was Boston. The people was giving them a lot of a lot of mess for that. That me, I'm people. Yeah. <laughs> and... The Hornets have been pretty mediocre, and just because they have a mellow ball, I feel like they get kind of the out or yeah. the, the the pass. So I'm just like, okay, I mean, whatever, y'all, y'all are just kind of biased in my opinion. Well, I, and okay, I get what you're saying, but I think, and I agree with you to a certain extent. They have gotten the pass, right? Mm-hmm. They've flown under the radar as Minnesota has, right? Yeah, but, no but people know Minnesota sucks. So it's like it's like <laughs> they know their poverty. So oh the fact that they're even doing anything is kind of great. They've been poverty forever. Oh my goodness. So okay, I agree with you. <laughs> Charlotte has flown under the radar, right? Mm-hmm. And Boston did not really fly under the radar because they already had built-in expectations mm-hmm. because they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals. I know you hate to hear this, but Tatum dunked on LeBron. Like they 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 have shown themselves. So they did not win, right? Okay. They sh- have shown themselves to be able to play at a certain level. Charlotte has never done that, right? Or at least not in a long time. But I think after this season, especially if they don't make the playoffs or if they have an early exit, kind of like I was saying about the Lakers, I think people are going to, like, that stuff's going to come to the forefront 
and people like the national media is gonna start paying more and more attention to Charlotte, and there will probably be some changes coming. Yeah, like you know, maybe we can make an exchange. Like Charlotte don't make the playoffs, and the Lakers do something like that. But, oh my god, I thought and, you were gonna say about a trade, man. But uh, yeah, I mean a trade. I mean, I think. You can you should keep Lamelo even though after all I said it's just like right. he's a second year player after all you said yeah uh try to keep Terry Rozier he's a pretty good player definitely try to keep Miles Bridges and then see what you can do from there honestly try to get a guy even like Dwight Howard because yeah. just if you can figure out how to use a guy even like Dwight Howard which I would like him to stay on on LA but if you could find like get a guy like him then I think that that could be a really good pairing because it's just he players like him are good athletes like he's very athletic and Charlotte has a lot of athletes on the team like Terry Rozier like Miles Bridges like they did have Malik Monk a couple years ago and he's yeah. definitely a good athlete right and it it makes it exciting to watch but it also it can bring kind of more defense as well true so I think that try to make some moves like that and uh yeah definitely try to stack up on that defense a little bit because it's just like they're not the best defensive team right. like if you look at their lineup none of these dudes have ever been known as like even like solid defenders to be honest yeah I mean Kelly Oubre Kelly Oubre is solid yeah but Kelly Oubre has proved that he's kind of baited now oh my goodness Yo, you got to stop just making these calls. How you going to call this man? He's a multi-million dollar, 6'7", supreme athlete, a beta male. Like, chill out, man. I don't, I don't know. This dude's an alpha male. All these dudes are alpha males, man. What are you talking about? Oh, wait. So, someone like AD. Oh, my goodness. You're just on him because he's hurt. He's hurt all the time, right? I don't no. know. I don't know if he needs like more calcium. I don't know what's going on. No, because the stuff you be saying about AD oh and you and Uncle Trey behind oh. the scenes, like just if we can have people hear that, then I I wouldn't be the bad guy. Oh my goodness! Look, that's off camera. That's off mic. Okay. <laughs> right? he, right. he look, my son put me on blast, man. Look, I like AD a lot, but he's he's never healthy. He's yeah. never available. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's. They always say the best ability is availability, and I believe in that. So, um, all right, well, look, you have said, well, we said that, um, or we can agree on. I'm sorry. It's getting mm-hmm. late. I'm getting tired. We can agree on Rondo is a basketball savant. Chris mm-hmm. Paul is a basketball savant. Yeah, but Le- annoying. LeBron James is a basketball. You're just a hater because Chris Paul, they beat the Lakers last year. LeBron James is a basketball savant, right? Mm-hmm. Jokic, basketball savant. Magic. Right? Magic, these guys, right? Kyrie. Can we can we kind of end with Kyrie? Because this dude, the way he plays the game, it's like he's a human paintbrush. Yeah. Like, it's just pure art. Mm-hmm. And I don't care, and this is going to sound weird, I don't care about wins or losses or any of that stuff because in Brooklyn, that's not my team, right? Right. Um... But just watching him play, I feel like he like the court is his canvas. Yeah, I true, and I hate to hyperbolize things like that, um, or gas it up, uh, or as they say in DC, jazz it up, right? Okay. But <laughs> but that's what I really feel like mm-hmm. because he just his moves are so precise and calculated. 
yet fluid and just like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like what I know, Kyrie's one of your favorite players. Yeah, in terms of basketball, right? But, oh my goodness, but, he had to qualify with that. Yeah, but I think that Kyrie, I just it 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 really is amazing because it's just like. I, you've never seen anything like it. And it's like, you come across players like Michael Jordan, like a Kobe Bryant, like a Hakeem Olajuwon, players like that. And it's just, even like a Rajon Rondo. And it's just like, the fact that it's just like, Kyrie is just like completely different from all those guys. Right. And it's just like, n- none of those dudes can replicate what he does. Right. Is is It's just remarkable. It's just like, like his his bag is just so full. Yeah. It's just, it, it's really wild to watch, and I I was on Kyrie a couple years ago. Like he became one of my favorite basketball players, like a while ago. I just I remember there was like a fifty seven point game against the Spurs. I watched the whole highlights. I'm just like this might be the greatest display in terms of like offense that I've ever seen. Right. Because like I get it, Kobe had like eighty one. Right. And I get it, Devin Booker had like seventy, but it's just like. They kind of it was kind of like the same thing. It's just like they pulling up and just hitting it over like double teams and stuff like that. Where Kyrie, he's just he's just kind of doing everything he can, or he just his moves are so fluent. Yeah, and the way he's getting the shots are just right. so remarkable. And that those all those fifty seven points, just every single bucket was just wild. Yeah, <laughs> right. He, even that buzzer beater he had. At the end to tie the game and send it to OT, just like he kind of took one dribble and he just stopped like real quick. Right. Like where I'm just like a lot of people in general can't even like get that shot off. Yeah. And and like he hit that right in right. his face. Yeah. Against the Spurs. Right. I'm just like, bro, like this is it. It, it was really just wild to watch. Yeah. There, like he has a couple games like that too where I'm just yeah. like. What is happening? I remember in his first year with Boston, I remember he, like, split a double team with a spin move. Yeah. Something like that. And got oh, right, right to the rim. right. And it, like, bounced off the rim, went in. Like, I'm just like, how how, how do you know how to how do you know to do that? Like, how do he know that he was going to have that open space yeah. with that spin move? I'm just like, some of the stuff that he does is just, like, no one really is thinking like he is. Yeah. And I'm just... It's it's almost like a science, almost. No, I, I I agree. It's almost like they call boxing the sweet science. Mm-hmm. Watching him play is like the sweet science. And, like, yeah, I mean, the dude, he's incredible. How, how many did he have the other night? It was like 50 or 60 points. Wait, the other night he had again? No, like last week. Oh, last week? Um, He had 60. Yeah. And he had 50 before that. Yeah, like the dude, I mean, it, like, you know, they say in, in the hoop. Life scene or hooping culture, whatever, he's a walking bucket or she's a walking bucket. Mm-hmm. He's almost like a walking stream of consciousness. Yeah. If that makes sense. And again, I hate to, to elevate it and, and, and gas it up and all that, but watching him play, it's like you said, he gets wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. And it's like the way that he just carves up defenses and he's like one step ahead a lot of times. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always take the best shots, right? As far as like time and score, but. Mm-hmm. Being able to get to certain spots and do things, he's like a wizard with the basketball, which is why he should come play for the Wizards. Clearly, no. when the Nets get knocked out early this year, just come play for the Wizards, man. No. Nation's capital, bro. No. Love DC. It's a good look. Him and Durant, come on home, fellas. 
Even though Kyrie's not from here, we'll adopt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I All guess. Right. All right, so we're uh, we're running low on time, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we close this thing out? Well, we got to do this, the two seconds we got. Well, we don't, we don't, I don't know if we have time to do the two segments. Well, at but least did, one. Did you come up with one? I didn't come. We just bank, dropped the mic on it. Bank robbers. Bank robbers? Yeah. Which one you want to do? That one? Yeah, I want to do that one. So okay. I have, I have a good one. <laughs> so you go first then. Uh okay so my bank teller for this week Ooh, okay is Will Smith because <laughs> because Will Smith I y- y'all probably think this is going one way real quick <laughs> but Will Smith finally getting his Grammy not the Grammy the Oscar or the Oscar the Oscar I keep mixing those up yeah but yeah finally getting the Oscar well deserved he might be one of the most well deserving people. Of getting an Oscar and the fact that this is only his first one is just right. really wild. I just yeah, I can't even believe that. That's that's a ton of hard work. True. That just kind of you know it almost seemed like there's not really that much to show for it if you kind of take out all like the money and stuff like that. Right. I get what you're saying. But like at the same time, it's just if you watch Will Smith films, something yeah. like if you've never watched one before and you watch one, even like King Richard. Yeah, one of the most recent ones. Which that's the yeah. one he won the Oscar that's for. That's the one he won the Oscar for. Then you you'll understand that Will Smith really he kind you you know you'll know that he deserved it a while ago and this should this is long overdue. Yeah, but um yeah and then obviously for uh well not obviously not for slapping Chris Rock. Oh my god! Because I thought we were gonna get through the episode without talking about that. Because uh, I don't. I didn't really appreciate that, but right. I'm, I'm done talking about that now. <laughs> oh my God. Y'all, just like last night at the Oscars with that incident, this is totally unscripted, us doing this podcast right now. Right. I was not prepared to do a bank robbers, bank tellers, yeah or nah, none of that, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like you forced my hand now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you gave Will Smith the bank teller for getting the Oscar, right? Yeah. King Richard was a phenomenal movie. Pursuit of Happiness. I yeah. used to show that movie in when I taught college and career readiness in high school mm-hmm. just to motivate kids sometimes, right? Yeah. Such a great movie. I cried on that movie. Like I've seen that movie probably five, six times. I cried at least two or three times, right? Mm-hmm. Real talk. But I feel like I have to give him bank robber now for slapping Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. I still can't believe that he did that, right? Yeah. And listen, man, listen. I'm married. Your mother, my wife... I love my wife, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want anybody to make a joke about my wife, right? Yeah. But to walk up to Chris Rock and open hand smack him like that. Yeah. And he wasn't expecting it. Now, I I can almost give Chris Rock bank robber for mm-hmm. not being ready. Because if you make a joke about a man's wife, then that man starts walking towards you. You should mm-hmm. probably put your hands up mm-hmm. and get in a, a stance, right? Yeah. Um. But no, that was just totally uncalled for. That was wrong. He should not have done that. Yeah. In my opinion, you can't tell. People always say you can't tell someone how to respond when they feel like they've been insulted. I get that, right? Mm-hmm. But that was that act was beneath Will Smith, mm-hmm. in my opinion, right? And all this hard work and his Oscar, like a lot of it, initially got overshadowed mm-hmm. because the talk was not about. Oh my goodness. He won this Oscar. It was about him smacking Chris Rock. So, yeah. you know, I hope that they are able to put that behind them. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure if I'm there in my ministry yet. 
Because mm-hmm. if somebody smacked me, it's going to be on sight. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? But he ain't smacking me because I'm going to be ready. You walking towards me. I'm like, that's a whole nother, uh topic. But obviously, that man felt very, uh, uh, what's the word? Not injured, but he felt very offended yeah. by what Chris Rock said. Mm-hmm. With all that said, he's a heck of an actor. Chris Rock is a heck of a comedian. Yeah. An actor. Those are two legends right there. Two black men. Hopefully they can move past it. Because yeah. that was nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you can't be mad at Marty from Madagascar. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith, their whole family. Chris yeah. Rock, his beautiful family. I think he got two daughters, right? Yeah. Shout out to them all, man. Black love. <laughs> Unity, all that stuff, man. Don't smack people. Don't <laughs> make uh, distasteful jokes about people's wives. Let, let's not talk about this anymore. Right. Okay? Please, let's take us home because this has been fun. Episode 5, Untitled, right? Mm-hmm. Season 3. All right, yeah. Take us home. All right, so thank you guys for listening to another episode of Hoop Life with Sean Sean Podcast. Episode 5, Untitled. If you haven't already, make sure you go over. Just write us five stars as always. Write us a comment. Let us know anything, whatever you want. Just we'll we'll see what we can do. We'll see how we can incorporate it in our next episode. If it's about the next episode, whatever your comment is. And just, yeah, like I said, write whatever. And we're on all podcast platforms. So wherever you get your podcast, we'll be there. You can hear us. And yeah, that's all I got to say. So from our family to yours, peace. Peace.